If you don't like it, well, to heck with everybody else. I'm going to do it my way. And, you know, unfortunately, in some aspects, that's a good thing. In uh, other aspects, it's not. Hold on. Losing my hearing aids and everything. Okay, well, it can just stay out. I don't have to hear anybody, so. All right. So, you know, we don't really understand the term kingdom, realm, or empire. We, we don't fathom that because we never grew up with it. Now, our four, four, forefathers that came from across the, the pond, as they say, they understood it. Because they escaped it because it was uh, tyrannical. They had to leave because they were being persecuted for believing in God and the things of God. So they left their nation to escape the tyranny of it. But there is a good kingdom. And the, the kingdom that we're talking about, we have two, actually three kingdoms that we'll talk about today. And, you know, I I just want you to know that the king and kingdom in which those authorities have absolutely ruled and reigned, there's very few of those. I mean, in the world today, there are still kings that have absolute reign. Yeah, just pay attention to the boxes. It's fine. (laughs) You're going, what in the world is he doing? These guys know. They're doing it. These are kingdoms. That's a kingdom. That's not all the kingdom, but it's part of the kingdom. This is a kingdom. There is a constitutional kingdom. Do you know who has a constitutional kingdom? The UK. The people vote just like we do. It's a form of democracy. But they have kings and queens in their kingdom. And they're just basically a figurehead. They just strut around. I don't know, maybe they make some decisions. But in my opinion, they strut around looking all proper and pris and you know all that and tabloid gossip and all the crazy stuff but that's a kingdom that we're kind of familiar with because in that kingdom we see a lot of publicity but the absolute kingdoms where they have complete rule and reign Saudi Arabia is one I believe uh Iran, Iraq, they have those type of kingdoms that if they say off with your head, guess what? You're losing your head. Aren't you thankful that God is an absolute king, but he doesn't go off with your head? He's gracious, he's merciful. And then the last one of these is an empire. Now what's an empire? Well, they they used to call it the British Empire. But more to liking is a Chinese empire. 
The Chinese for many, many years had empires. And they had a emperor or a king, if you will. And this man had province after province after province. He had different realms, if you will, all over Southeast Asia. And in each one of these realms, he had people that would run the realm. So it would be King Jeff, and it would be uh, King Caleb, and it would be King Matthew, and it would be, you know, all these different people that would oversee underneath him. And if they did not obey what the king said, well, it was off with your head. So we have several kingdoms that we have in this world. Now, I said this, but the kingdom of God is an absolute kingdom. The kingdom of God is an absolute kingdom. He has rule, reign, dominion, authority, preeminence, whatever you want to name. (coughs) But he has given us choice. Just like Kevin, he's been sharing about king and kingdom for three weeks. Don't you appreciate what he brought forth? Now, in a kingdom, those that are in, let's see if this will work. Okay, get me going here. Technology. First time I've tried using this, okay? This thing is falling off of me, too. Come on. So what happens when you wear hearing aids and glasses? Thank you. I'll do it from now. (laughs) All right. Kingdom. Definition. A realm or sphere of state or government having a king or queen which has authority or rule over the kingdom. Okay? So God has a realm, a sphere over the state or government of the church. And he is the absolute king, but this is talking about a kingdom here on earth. This is a kingdom like you find in Great Britain or you find in some other parts of the world. Let's look at this next one. Okay. All right, I'll let you do it. (laughs) It just doesn't like me. Okay, I did go. A king or queen. This is someone. Now, this is important. I want you to listen to this one. Put this back in your registry. One who holds chief authority by hereditary or birth over a court and a people. It's important that you understand what a king is today. So here's the reality of what is being a king or having a kingdom. 
Jesus was the absolute king. Right? Oh, that was weak. (laughs) Jesus was the absolute king. Revelations 19.16. And he has on his robe and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. Now, why in the world would the Bible call it a devil reference, king of kings? Who are the kings? We know who the king is. It's not Elvis Presley. I'm sorry to pop your bubble. No, Jesus is the king. He is the absolute ruler. He is the absolute authority. There is no other name higher than his name. But why does it say Lord of Lords, King of Kings? Well, listen, let's look at the next scripture. Revelation seventeen fourteen. These will make war with the lamb. Well, who's the lamb? Jesus. And the lamb will overcome them. For he is the Lord of lords and the king of kings. And those who are with him are called chosen. Chosen and faithful. Now, leave that up for a second, please. Think about this. Those that are with him. Now, listen, I I know there's nobody in here that's like this. But I know some of them other churches, there are people that are not with him. I know that there's a lot of people in the world that are not with him. They don't have anything to do with him. They don't have anything or desire to be with him. I didn't for many years. Kevin's testified he didn't. (coughs) But when we are chosen, see, what did it say about a king? A king has hereditary, or it's a hereditary thing, or you're born into it. Well, wait a minute. Who are these kings? Who are these lords? It's you and I. You have been born into the kingdom of God if you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. He has become your absolute king. He has become the absolute authority in your life. But so many times we go through the motion of being saved, being born again, without giving over the authority. But this is saying that you were chosen Even if you haven't given authority over him or over to him, you are still chosen. I mean, the Bible tells us that before the beginning of time, he had a plan for each and every person here on earth. It's not that, well, you'll be saved. You won't be saved. You'll be saved. Your mom won't be saved for sure. Uh, 
No, that's not it. He had a plan for all of us. We were all chosen. We were all called to be his representatives. But he says, and faithful. Faithful. First Peter 2, 9. But you, who? Yeah, me, sure, whatever. But you are a chosen generation. Wait a minute, a royal priesthood. Well, what do you think of when you think of royalty? You're a king. So you're a king, you're a priest, a holy nation, his own special people that you may complain, proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. You know, it might be complaining. Maybe that was the Lord and not me. Because that seems to be the culture and the nature of today's society. We tend to complain to the praises of him. Well, he didn't do this. He didn't do that. I don't understand. You know what? I don't understand a lot of things either. But you know what? I know he's good. I know he's faithful. I know that he is there with us in thick, thin, trouble, happiness, whatever situation I've been in. Revelations 1.6 says, and he has made us and a little louder. I'm hard of hearing. I got one hearing aid out. He's made us okay. He's made you what? How come most of us, and I'm talking about myself, walk around? Yeah, I love Jesus. He's been good to me. Yeah. I got authority. (laughs) Jesse, pray for me. I need more authority. Help me. Help me. Please. Please. How, How do I get my authority? Come on, it's the truth. Listen, I'm preaching to you today something I've been through all this week. I've had to call heaven down. I've had to get the kingdom in my life this week, more so than anything. And I won't expound because it's not mine to expound. But just know I'm preaching what I've been through. Because I don't preach anything I haven't lived. I don't preach anything I don't know. I had to be a king. I had to be the patriarch. And my wife had to be the matriarch this week. And we've had to stand strong. And because we did, God is faithful. He is just. So if it'll work for somebody like me, I know it'll work for you. Because he's faithful. See, that's the thing. He's faithful. He's made you a king. 
My goodness, what are you a king over? Well, I ain't no king over Joel. I ain't no king over Pastor Greg. I'm a king over my family, my kingdom. So many people try to be kings and lords over everybody else but their own. Look at Facebook. My gosh. The kingdom of Facebook. Let's put out all the garbage out there and then tell everybody how bad they are. When our own backyard is a cesspool. Revelations 5.10 And has made us, again, kings and priests to our God. And we shall reign. And we shall reign. Oh, come on. And we shall reign. Where is your earth, Steve? It's in your family. Where is your earth? It's in your job. Where is your earth? In your marriage. So many people are trying to rule everybody else's, reign everybody else's stuff that they leave their own stuff alone. If I can get my people's eyes off of me onto Kirby, they won't see what I'm doing. They won't see my kingdom's all jacked up. I just throw out Kirby's problems and then, you know I love you, right? Okay. And, and you know, that's what we do. It's called a misdirect. Guess where we learned that from? Satan. The devil is the biggest misdirector of all. See, God's kingdom man's kingdom. You're like, "Huh? Wait a minute. There's church up here." Uh-huh. Man's kingdom. Let me give you a Bible definition of a king. A leader of people. It really should say leader of your own house. Leader of your own kingdom. Leader of your own group and family. See, I ain't got no right to be the king over Jimmy McKnight's house. I can come alongside and I can pray for him. I can believe with him. I can stand with him. But I have no rule or decision-making power. But when I talk about being a king of my own house, when I talk about being a king to where I have rule, reign, and obligation, that is in my own household. It's with my wife, with my kids, with my grandbabies, with whatever job situation, ministry, whatever. But I can't be going around telling everybody else 
because I ain't the king of their place. Definition of Lord. Remember, he called us kings and priests. He said, king of kings and lord of lords. If you're a lord under the Lord, guess what? You've got supreme authority. That was weak. Thank you, Jesus. That was a hallelujah from God. No. You have absolute authority. Listen. Having absolute authority doesn't mean bad things won't happen. We live in this world. It's fallen. It's junk. Those don't look like junk, but they can cause a lot of junk. We live in a world that Satan has ruled and reigned. But Jesus came back 2,000 years ago. He was born. He lived. He died. He rose again. (coughs) Don't care he rose again. He rose again to give us back that authority. He made you a king, a priest, and a lord. Unfortunately, we don't have, oh, not this church, the other church. We don't have the authority understanding. When things happen to us, what do we do? How many phone calls do you receive from people? Can you pray for me? I will. I'll always pray for someone. Can't you pray for yourself? If you've been given authority, can't you pray for yourself? Next definition. This is what the Bible says in these last three definitions. A priest... One who devotes their life, lives and families to Christ. Oh, wait a minute. That's a hard one to fo- swallow. Devote. Oh, man, it's going to cost me something. Joe, it's going to cost you something for you to be the priest of your home. You're going to have to devote your life to Christ so that your family and your life will have peace. It'll have joy. Kevin, same for you. You're going to have to devote your life. That's a word we don't like because we live in a democracy, not a kingdom. And in a democracy, we tell people what we want. I want to go boating. I want to go riding. I want to go eat pizza. Sounds good. I don't want this to happen. I don't want that to happen. And therefore, since I'm a self-made man, it's not going to happen. 
Pride, arrogance. Ladies, I'm talking to you too. Just because I'm talking about a king and a kingdom doesn't mean that it's not you. When you're married and in the household, guess what? It's your kingdom too. If you're a single parent here today, it's your kingdom too. Many people think, well, I don't have any, any rule or reign. It's not true. You do. You have authority. We are to rule and reign under the lordship of Christ. That's exciting. Oh, come on. You are to rule and reign under Jesus. Not to be a bystander, not to be up in the stands cheering on, but to be a participant in God Almighty's plan for your life. To rule and to reign. Every household, like I said, has a head. They have a kingship. Matthew 6.10 says, it's not on there, Kevin. It was an afterthought. Turn to Matthew 6.10. We're getting lazy with the screen, aren't we? They're great, though. I love it. Matthew 6.10 says, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is where? So what is this? What is he really talking about? Think about it. His will. Is his will sickness? Is his will poverty? Is his will rambunctious, rebellious children? What is his will? Well, it's over here. Health, prosperity, joy, protection, peace. And so on and so on and so on. But this is in heaven. Yeah, it is. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You and I are responsible. Oh, that's a word we hate. I gotta be responsible. But Kevin, I don't wanna be. I don't wanna be your charge. You and I are responsible to bring heaven to earth. Listen, right here, Jesus has given us these. Guess what? They're called gifts. Oh, he's given, he's given so many gifts, we don't even have room on this stage to put everything. Those are just part of what he's given us. But he's given us these gifts Why? Because he knows all of the junk and the stuff that we have to deal with every day. 
and those are waiting. They're waiting. Let me use this illustration. If I had a $100 bill taped to this box, and I said the first person that got up here could have it, who do you think would win, Pastor Karen? (laughs) She's right there. I know her. She'd be zooming right to it. There's Christmas shopping to do, Bob. (laughs) Do you see what I'm saying? I mean, these are right here. But so many times, (coughs) excuse me, so many times we're over here. Oh, I need a piece. Wah, wah, wah. Tiffany was mean to me. All you got to do is... I got peace. James... One seven. James one seven. Every good gift. Thank you for that holy amen. And every perfect gift is from above. And what comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation. Or shadow of turning. Listen, these gifts are intended to come down to us and to be with us and in us and work through us, but yet they started in heaven. They're good gifts. They're perfect gifts. They're the gifts that you and I need to accomplish what God has put on this earth for us to do, but yet we always leave them in heaven. Listen, please, I'm not getting on to you. I just want you to understand, I've had to go through this myself this week. I had to remember to pull those gifts. But in James 1, verses 2 through 15, James speaks of a lot of stuff that we deal with. It's not in there. He talks about diverous temptations. How many of you were tempted this week? Tempted to give up, tempted about this, tempted about that. Want to slap your boss? Not me, I like my bosses. Good save, right? He talked, <laughs> meddling there. He talks about patience. How many of you had to deal with patience this week? Uh, yeah. I don't think we even need to raise our hands on that one. How many of y'all needed wisdom? Oh, yeah. How many of you felt like wavering? 
And I'm not surfing, Craig. We all do. When we get hit, when we get attacked, when we get knocked out, knocked in the face, first thing we want to do is, I don't need God. What's he ever done for me? Well, you're alive. But we do, we waver. Oh yeah, man, I have faith. I'm going to receive this. I'm going to get this. I'm going to get that. You get an evil report. Something bad happens. And the first thing the enemy goes is, ha, how's that working for you, Kevin? Not working, is it? God must be a liar. It ain't working. So here we are with the two kingdoms. In the kingdom of heaven, they're good gifts. Protection, health, prosperity, peace, and joy. In the second kingdom, we have marriage, hobbies, activities, hobbies, home life, work, and church. Two different kingdoms. The kingdom that you and I deal with all the time is right here. And there's more things that you could add to this, but this is just the things the Lord showed me. So, Wade and Christina, would you come up? Wade and Christina are going to be my guinea pigs, I mean my helpers. Now, Wade and Christina are going to represent the things of this world. Or not the things of this world, but the people of this world, excuse me. And they're dealing with these worldly issues. So, in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 16. I don't know if it's in there, Kevin. It's not. All right. Let me turn there real quick. And my other helpers, get ready. Those of you. In Ephesians, not this first scripture though. In Ephesians 6.16 it says, Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Now listen. Every one of us in this place, there's no exception from the youngest to the oldest. We are all attacked. In fact, the Bible says, why do you think it's strange when these things come to us? So in these kingdoms, This is the fallen world kingdom. Satan is the God of this world. And if we don't have Jesus, if we don't have God's kingdom in our life, then we are going to have to deal with a fallen kingdom and all these things. So the first thing is home. Now in the home... Probably Miss Christina has most of the rule there if she's like every other wife. Oh, come on, let's face it. You know it's the truth. 
But in the home, she deals with the kids. And then, of course, there's always those lovely in-laws, outlaws, whatever laws. And she has all manner of family issues because of the fiery darts. That's your cue. Reload. How many times have you been in church and had a Nerf gun go off? Now, because of the home life and the stress level of the home life, it causes the marriage right here to have unrest. They argue. Whose fault is it? They fight. (laughs) She'll knock you out, brother. They'll have disagreements. No respect for one another. And there's nobody set as the head of the house. Because the fiery darts... Thank you, Lord. This is better than I thought. (laughs) You won't forget this sermon. (laughs) Because those come and hit them and distract them and knock them off their feet. I guess he likes being shot at. (laughs) The next one is because there's trouble in the home and marriage, they go to work. God, I got to get to work. Get out of this situation. That woman's driving me crazy. And she's saying, I need to go to work because I need more money. Even my box is alone. <laughs> so what happens in the work situation? Opportunities for overtime come up. What that, what's that cause? No family time. I don't trust you with that. Think about it. When you're working all that overtime, you don't have time for your family. Now listen, I'm talking about the kingdom of the world. See, This isn't God's kingdom. This isn't how God's kingdom works. This is how the fallen man in Satan's kingdom works. All you do when you're at work is just stress out. Is the boss going to like what I did? Do they even care? Do they even notice? I did all this extra work and nobody told me thank you. And then you get anxiety... Am I preaching to you? Okay. All right. And then, oh, the big one. I've done all this. They didn't even give me a Christmas bonus. They didn't give me a raise. They didn't even say thank you. No appreciation. Next one, Hobbies. You should have two more, right? Okay. 
Now, when, when you go through home, marriage, and work problems, what do you do to escape? Uh, uh, he, he gets on his bike and rides, yeah. That's what I'm talking. That's a good guy right there. But what does that do? Does he go by himself? Not all the time, but a lot of the time. See, hobbies distract us. They get our minds off of the marriage. They get our minds off of work. They get our minds off of all the things at home. And we go out and we go out to eat or we go out and we dance. or we, I don't dance, but, you know, <laughs> used to be. And, and we got to... Man, you're a ham today. But we distract ourselves from having to deal with these things. Instead of doing what we need to. And so the fiery darts come again. And so they get kind of tired of this. And they get to the point where they're fed up with the way life is going. So they go to church. And while they're at church, they have this appearance of worshiping God. But all they're doing is a religious duty. They're playing the game. Because listen, I don't know about you, but I don't want Patrick to know I'm having trouble at home. I don't want Jeff to know that my workplace is evil. I'll talk the talk and Not walk the walk, but I'll give the appearance. I'll put on the mask. One of the greatest serious pastors ever preached. The mask. You never heard it. You should find it. But he talks about wearing a mask here at church, but going outside the doors and being all kinds of wickedness. There are Christian after Christians. They could be making it to heaven. They probably are. But they're not living in the full potential. Because again, they are allowing the fiery darts to get them. A lot of people are attacked because they don't realize how to get the kingdom to where they're living in their lives. It's it's not a formula. It's not snap your finger and here it is. How do we get the kingdom into our lives? A lot of people have the mentality that here comes Superman and he's going to swoop down. Not you. That'd be Kevin, if anybody. 
But he's going to swoop down and he's going to take care of all these problems and you don't have to do nothing about it. We think that Jesus is just going to come down here and say, it's all right. I'll throw them back. Jesus ain't coming down here to do that. He done did everything he's going to do. So who's it up to? Matthew 28, 18 says this. Jesus came and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go ye. It's not on there. Go ye. The authority has been given to each and every one of us. Jesus transferred this power, this ability, this heaven to you. We no longer have to beg God because Jesus paid the price. Oh, how many times have we prayed Idiotic prayers, actually. I'm just going to be honest. I've done it myself. Oh, God, if you'll just do this for me, if you'll just save Rebecca, I'll, I'll eat pizza the rest of my life. That wasn't really idiotic, but you get my drift. How many times have we begged God? Oh, God, just give me peace. Give me peace. Give me peace. Shut up. You're the one making me not have peace. Come on, we do this all the time, guys. Oh, not this church, the other one. He gave us entrance when Jesus died. Do you realize that? Right here, we have entrance. Before Jesus died and went to heaven, only the king, the priests, could go before God and petition God. But today, he has made you a king and a priest. And therefore, you have just as much right to enter into the kingdom, the throne room, the very throne room of God, and grab these. Whatsoever things are done on earth shall be done in heaven. How do we bring these things to us? Well, This is Jesus. I thought it'd be appropriate. (laughs) To bring the kingdom of heaven to our house, to our kingdom. This is what has to be done. We have to humble ourselves. 
And when we humble ourselves, the very things of heaven stand them up in that on end, yeah. There you go. They start building a wall. Because when we humble ourselves, God can go to work in our lives. We have to know that we are a king and a priest. We have to know that we have all authority. Matthew 6.33 says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God. And all, all these things, all these things, this wall right here is all the things that God wants you to have. And they'll be added to you. Thank you, Jesus. Matthew 7, 7 says, but seek, oh, and ask, and it shall be given to you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened. Look at this. They, they were seeking God. They asked God what happened. They found what was needed to protect their kingdom. Luke 11, 9 says similar thing. So I say to you, this is Jesus talking to you this morning. So I say to you, ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. When we follow this Formula, if you will. The fiery darts. They can't hit you. Now listen, some of them can get through. I'm not saying that it is absolute foolproof because we live in a fallen world and we are going to be attacked. But when we seek first God's kingdom, when we look to God for the solution, when we take authority as a husband and wife over our kingdom, over our family, over the things that we're involved in, then these fiery darts, I know you're out. Oh, he wasn't. Man, they like those things. They can't harm us as bad. Doesn't mean that they're not going to come. Listen, let's be realistic. We've had some things go on this week that were not good. But you know what? You will persevere. You will overcome. And so will you. See, this is for everyone here. Because we all get attacked. We all get attacked. Some of us more than others. Some of us more constant than others. Because listen, when you start pressing into the things of the kingdom, guess what? All hell is going to come against you. 
when you stand up for the kingdom rights that you have, Satan don't like it. He's going to hit you with both barrels and then some. Why? Because you become a threat. Just think, if every family in here operated as the kingdom in their kingdom, oh my goodness, we would have a church that was unstoppable. We would have a group of people that the gates of hell would not prevail against. That's where the king and kingdom comes in. We need to get to the point of the king and kingdom. You can sit down, thank you. To where this king and kingdom becomes a reality. When Satan comes and he attacks you, that you just say, ha, no devil, you can't. I'm here. You can't see me. You've got to stand strong. And trust me, it's not always easy, is it? No, it doesn't. Sometimes it hurts to stand. Sometimes it's, whether it's in your body or in your family or in your household, it hurts when your babies are sick. When you lose loved ones, it hurts. But Jesus said, when you've done all to stand, stand some more. It's time, church. We need to be the church that's without spot or wrinkle. We need to be the church of power and authority. We need to bring the kingdom of heaven to our kingdoms and then give out the love, the peace, the joy, the fruits of the spirit that Kevin talked about Wednesday night to all those around us. See, this isn't just so you can feel good and say, I'm protected, I'm protected. No, this is so you can fulfill the call of God on your life. Listen, if you're bogged down with all these things of the world, with all the earthly things in the earthly kingdom, if you're worried about work and marriage and home and kids, you're not going to fulfill your call. Oh, well, I'm not a fivefold mission. So, you're called. Did he not say you're a chosen people, a royal priesthood? I didn't say that. God did. You are a chosen. Oh, man. It's like me saying, come on, you're going to be on my team. I don't know about Steelers. But... <laughs> I knew I picked the wrong person. (laughs) He's my teammate now. Because I chose him. God has done the same to you. Thank you. You have been called a chosen people. A royal. Man, get that royalty on, Jesse. Get that crown on. Get that robe on. Get that scepter, beat the devil to pieces. And only you can do it. I can't do it for you. And God ain't going to do it for you. Because God gave you everything. It's all yours. 
Can I have the praise worship team, please? When we submit our lives to God, all these things shall be added to us. We're getting ready to celebrate Christmas. The time of Christ's birth. What's that really mean to us? What does it really mean? I mean just giving gifts, having special food. It means the realization to me of what Jesus did. He he chose. He chose to come for me. I don't care about y'all. He came for me. Think about it. He loved you so much that he came for you too. And he came for me. He came for all the people out there that are lost. It's time that we as families start praying together, start standing together. Can I have my ministers come up, please? Listen, if you're here today and you don't know anything about the kingdom of God, it's the best kingdom to get into. Don't leave this place without knowing the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He has so much for you. He loves you so much. And he cares so much for you. That he gave his life. And we're celebrating his birth next week even though it's not his actual birth. But we set aside this time to honor him. The greatest honor that you could give is if you don't know him as your personal Lord, as your personal Savior. Come and meet one of these ministers up here today and give your life to him so that you can be protected in this life, so that you can have joy and peace, comfort. Is there anybody here that would take that invitation this morning? I recognize most of you. But if you're here and you need to make a decision, maybe you've fallen away from God. Maybe you haven't been living for God like you should. Maybe you have not been seeking him first and doing things 
my way. I ask you, how's that going? Maybe you want to rededicate, make a fresh commitment. What a way to end the year. Start the new year with the power of God in your life again. If that's you, come. The last thing I want you to do is I want you to stand. And this is going to be a little chaotic. But I want you to take the hand of your family members. Whoever's in your family, go to the head of your family. And I want you to declare the kingdom of God coming into your home. tribe just go and thank you Jesus Lord I speak over every kingdom that's represented here I speak to each and every family member each and every head of the household we declare the power the authority of God. We declare the peace, the joy, the patience, the love, every fruit of the Spirit, every prosperity that's needed, every healing health from any sickness or disease. We declare it in this house today. We thank you today. For all you've done this year for us. Oh, yes, it's been a difficult year. But Lord, we will come out on the other side. We will be stronger, more diligent in 2023. Lord, I thank you. I thank you for all the beautiful households I see here for all of the individual kingdoms under the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I thank you for Holy Spirit, you coming and ministering to each one. Oh, I thank you. We give you praise. We give you praise. I just thank him and praise him this morning for he has done wonderful and great things give you praise in Jesus name. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. If you're here and, and you need prayer for sickness, depression, anything, Listen, these guys are here to help pray. They're here to minister with you and to you. 
If there's a situation you don't know how to handle, they're here for you. I want to thank you for indulging my little bit of craziness today. And we will see you next week on Christmas Day. I'm excited. It's going to be a great day of worship and praise to our King. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.